0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Herron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
1: Hi, this is Dawn Wells. Guess
0: what we're listening to? TV Confidential.
2: Also attending the ceremonies honoring Don Wells was our friend Jeffrey Mark. Jeffrey Mark, Emmy Award-winning and Grammy Award-nominated writer, producer, performer, author, and showbiz raconteur. on uh, tour. We're in what is this? This is the we're in the blonde room of the Hollywood Museum. Where everything is breaking up from the fabulous. Don Wells 55th anniversary Gilligan's Island event, and we ran into our friend Jeffrey Mark, Rack biz raconteur, author of many books, including the Lucy book, which is coming back next year, next year in 2020, and Ella a biography of a legendary Ella
3: Fitzgerald, and Ethel Merman, the biggest star on Broadway, and my memoirs, which are coming out next year as well, and fans on the East Coast will be seeing Seeing me and hearing me doing a
2: singing tour called Jeffrey Mark Sings the Unheard Ethel Merman Songbook. That sounds fabulous. Now, have you worked out, do, do you know the title of your memoir, is that to be determined? I know the title, but I don't want anyone to steal it. So yes, I know it.
3: When we get closer to a publication, I'll come on as a guest for a show, and we'll talk about my ridiculous life and how I've managed to get here. But now we're talking about the fabulous Hollywood Museum and my friend of almost 30 years, Dawn Wells. So what can I say about her except everything you think about her, except she's smarter, she's nicer. And I've had the pleasure of sitting in her home at 6 o'clock in the morning in a t-shirt and shorts, just having coffee and talking about the world, just about the two of us. And no makeup, no hairdos, no costumes, just... A very intelligent woman who is curious about the world. I'm never bored in her company, and she made Marianne what she was. Good writing helped, but her heart is the reason why everybody still wants to see her on that show.
2: Absolutely, we're in we're in the yeah, we're in the blonde room of the Hollywood Museum with her friend Jeff a Mark. Blonde himself. This <laughs> evening,
3: we are in the blonde room of the Hollywood Museum, and Ed is talking with me, Jeffrey Mark. How's it going?
2: about his longtime friend Don Wells. I've, I've been fortunate enough to chat with Don a few times on TV Confidential. Very gracious. We, we've talked about this many times. There are some actors who we will not name who run away from their characters. Don was never like that.
3: Well, what was the point? I think anybody in show business who understands that it, it's a business, if you get typecast and get work from it, or if you're so well-remembered from one thing, why resent it? Because there's 10,000 people out there out of work. And you get to work. So resenting it is a waste of time. And embracing it means you're embracing your fan base. And Dawn is very smart.
2: And every actor, if they're lucky, there, there are one or two roles that people will remember them by, and she has that.
3: She has that and more, because she's gone from being an actress to a fan favorite. At this point in time, she's, like, she's an icon. She's a television icon. How many people can say that and still be vital and beautiful and with us? So, so many of them are gone, and she's here in our midst. Folks, they're lined up, I don't know how many thick, to get her autograph on her book. She's still here. She's still vital, and it's a thrill to be here for her.
2: Don's book, What Would Mary Do? We're with uh, Jeffrey Mark at the Hollywood Museum. Now, we're also talking to Jeff because uh, you lost one of your dearest friends, Peter Fonda, not too long
3: ago. Yeah, yeah, that was a very sad day for me because it's a milestone for me um i'm a strange guy i've known since i was two years old that i was going to be in show business when i was 13 i met the love of my life who i had for 47 years he passed away in january peter was in my first movie i was cast at the age of 16 to play an adult in a peter fonda maybe the only movie he ever made that was a flop called fighting mad if you ever have the chance to go out and see fighting mad please hold back the urge you'll do yourself a favor it is such a dog peter 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 was not at his best we were shooting it on location in arkansas in the summer we're wearing winter clothes he had an air conditioned trailer i did not and i was playing the town gossip so i had to go wherever he went and reacted to it but I couldn't react unless he was there and present and doing something with which to react. And whenever substance was happening that day or that week, because we shot for about three or four weeks in Arkansas, it just it just I've never seen a full cut of the film. I've seen bits of it on HBO. It opened in New York City on a Monday. It was gone by Thursday. So I have never seen it in a theater and I've never seen the whole thing. I know I'm in it. I don't even know if I can tell you what it's about. But but you have the memories burned in the theater vault in your mind. In my mind. And I will tell you that I've been fortunate enough to run into my friend many times over the years. Every single time he saw me, he apologized to me for his behavior (laughs) and laughed about what a bad movie it was. Because he knew that I also had drug and alcohol problems and that I got sober and I'm 30 years as we're speaking clean and sober, and he respected that, and he apologized for his behavior. He
2: was a wonderful actor. He was a really good man, and he was a good friend and greatly missed. And what I admire about him and Jane, every offspring of a famous actor or actress faces this. Do they know me because of me or because of who my mother or father was? And what I admire both, about both Jane and Peter is that in their their own way, in their own time, they both made a mark for themselves. And so that we speak of them, we speak of their body of work, not oh, and their father was Henry.
3: To come out of a home where your mother is mentally ill, both of your parents are celebrities, your father does not know how to handle being a father or his wife's mental illness. It was not a happy home, and yet, as you you brilliantly just said, both of these people, maybe the last name Fonda opened a door for them, but if they didn't have the talent and the looks and the ability to learn their craft, both of them learned how to be comedians, how to be actors, and how to be professionals, which is why... Peter was working until he got ill, and Jane is still working to this day. It wouldn't just be because they had a famous father.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Jeffrey Mark is with us as we're in the blonde room of the Hollywood Museum. Jeffrey Mark, always good to see you. Thank you, sir. Jeffrey Mark sharing a few memories of his friend Peter Fonda as part of an exclusive interview that we recorded from the floor of the Hollywood Museum after the unveiling of the new lobby exhibit honoring Don Wells and the legacy Of Gilligan's Island. For more information, thehollywoodmuseum.com. As it happens, a few days after we saw Jeff, we learned about the passing of Rip Taylor. Rip Taylor, the zany confetti throwing comedian who was a regular panelist on The Gong Show among his many, many TV appearances. Rip Taylor passed away Sunday, October 6th at the age of 84. Jeffrey Mark was not only a good friend of Rip Taylor. He told us a story last year about a word of advice that Rip Taylor gave Jeff early in his career that made all the difference in Jeff's career as a performer. Jeff told that story last year on TV Confidential. We will play that clip for you right now.
0: Rip Taylor is an incredible, incredible comedian. And his signature is that he wore wild clothes and wild wigs and ran through the audience throwing confetti everywhere. And besides that, he's a very, very funny man and a friend. And I, had, I, I honestly forget where I was performing many years ago. And he took me out to dinner afterwards, and he said, you know, Jeff, you're so good on stage. And this is rip-talking, not me. He says, but you dress like an accountant. He said, there's nothing special about how you look. You need to do something. And he, he suggested I go to a specific store. And he said, look and see what they have there. See what appeals to you. Well, what they had there, as far as I'm concerned, was hookerware. <laughs> I mean, I may be many things, but I don't think male prostitute is ever going to be on no. my resume.
2: No, no.
0: And uh, they did have some sparkly hats, but they were like fifty dollars, and I just nah, not me. Well, the the, the store was inside of an actual restaurant. And that's really all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And they were closing up for the evening. And the man who owned the place came over to me, who, who was, I was having a very late dinner because the next day I was going on a cruise as an entertainer. Mm-hmm. And he put one of the sparkly hats on my head and he said, you know what? You need this, five bucks. Now, the New Yorker in me said, why are you invading my personal space? And in about as long a time as it took to think that, I thought, wait a minute, Five bucks. You said 50 bucks two days ago. Yeah. You need this? And then ripped words. You need something, Jeff. And this guy is saying, you need this. So I took the hat on the cruise with me, and I told the lighting director when we are doing rehearsals, when, when the cruise director introduces me, black out the stage and just hit me with a follow spot from like shoulders up and above my head. And he did, and the audience went nuts. I mean, they wouldn't let me take the hat off. Even wherever I walked around the ship after that, where's the hat, where's the hat, where's the hat? So one hat became three hats, and three hats became ten hats. It has for many years now been my signature, but I wear a sequined cap of some kind on my head. I own 75 of them. The 75th one came this morning, and it is my signature, and it was all inspired by my friend Rip Taylor, Anywhere I go now, I'm instantly recognizable because of him, and I have him to thank for that.
2: Jeffrey Mark on how Rip Taylor helped him find his signature as a performer. Rip Taylor passed away Sunday, October 6th, at the age of 84. We will play more for coverage from the Hollywood Museum at the end of our second hour. In the meantime, we'll take a quick time out. Kathy Fitzgibbon. Rudolph will join us next on TV Confidential.
0: Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com advertise.
3: If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers
0: over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today. 800-712-8002. That's 800-712-8002. Paid for by U.S. Med.
1: Story Salon is Los Angeles' longest running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon Gemstones of Narrative something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says Tales Tall, Tragic, and Tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website at www.StorySalon.com.
0: Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio Incorporated a peerless tv soundtrack archive preserving the audio from television's first three decades the 1950s 60s and 70s the golden and silver age of television for more information go to
2: atvaudio.com ed robertson author friend donna allen figueroa who I understand has a new
1: book out yes it's entitled fall again beginnings it's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series aside set against the background of working actors.
2: Something that you know a little, a thing or two well, about. Well, you write
1: what you know, and I have been working in the business for several years.
2: It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many
1: of the experiences that the actors in my book have. Many have happened to me, many have happened to friends of mine. It's not if you're looking for... Valley of the Dolls, it's not, it's grounded in reality. It is grounded
2: in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes. Called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com.
0: Ah, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.
2: Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you.